Let's start today with some of Joe Biden's recent accomplishments. You know, on the bonus show today, we'll be talking about President Joe Biden's first presidential veto that was ordered. I'm not going to do that now because we have a plan to talk about it a little bit later. But as the former president seems to be closer and closer to a criminal indictment, it's important not to lose sight of the fact that without controversy, without drama, without drawing with a Sharpie on a hurricane map or asking about nuking Europe or a hurricane or whatever the case may be. Joe Biden has accomplished a bunch of little things, none of which individually are completely mind blowing, but it's a lot of little, very important things. Let me know if you find this interesting. Let me know if you find this informative. Here's some examples. The FCC is going to release some additional funds this week to support what's called the Affordable Connectivity Program. And this is a program. It's part of the bipartisan infrastructure law that was passed under Joe Biden, and it will provide households that are eligible with a $30 credit towards the cost of their Internet service plan or a $75 monthly credit for households living on tribal land towards their Internet service. And so the idea here is get more people broadband. The effect you might say, well, how many people will that help? It'll help a bunch of people and then it will. It's expected to get broadband to 16 million households that don't currently have it. That's like 5% of the United States. That's a really big deal. Not explode. We it's not a new health care plan, but it is a program with a, a, a measurable benefit that will get something that is increasingly a requirement. How do you increasingly how do you exist in the world um, and and avail yourself of all of the normal amenities that many of us take for granted if you don't have broadband Internet. Well, this will get 16 million households broadband Internet. That's a great thing. The Department of Health and Human Services, HHS, is releasing half a billion dollars in low income home energy assistance funds. And the idea here is help people cover home heating costs. We've had inflation. Energy prices are high. The Biden administration in November announced the distribution of a bunch of this money, and it is now happening and it's getting a little bit of a bump to help people pay for heating. This is a great thing. Again, it doesn't solve the problem that groceries are expensive. It doesn't deal with stagnant wages. But now we've got credits towards broadband and funds for home heating. That's a really great thing. Then we go to prescription drugs. There are new details on which Medicare Part B drugs. Now, remember, if you get access to the bonus show, we recently talked about what are these drugs? Medicare Part B drugs are expensive drugs administered by doctors. If the prices of certain drugs go up faster than inflation, there are going to be funds to subsidize the cost of those drugs back down. Does this fix the problem of health care prices or prescription drug costs? No, but it's going to identify drugs that will be qualified for inflation rebates or excessive price increases when the price of these drugs goes up above and beyond the cost of inflation. And so people who benefit from these funds will see the prices of these drugs to them lowered in some cases significantly. That's another really great thing. Now we go to the EPA where it's really broad spectrum stuff. We go to the EPA. The EPA has taken a step forward in delivering clean water 
uh, particularly to disadvantaged communities by proposing some new standards, national standards for drinking water contamination levels and what what amounts of certain elements are allowed to be there in terms of PFAS substances. This is expected to prevent thousands of deaths and reduce by tens of thousands the number of illnesses attributable to those types of water contaminants. Is it perfect? No. Does it fix everybody's water everywhere? No, it certainly doesn't. But is it a good thing with a measurable impact? Yes, it is. Uh, And then a couple other small things. Uh, Department of Transportation is launching its community electric vehicle charging program. Oh, but not everybody can afford electric vehicles. Right. But as we go towards affordability, hopefully one of the big impediments is having infrastructure to charge your car where you live and or work. And the Department of Transportation is launching that. That's a program that was previously put in place, but it is now launching. And then the Department of Energy is moving forward with seven hundred and fifty million dollars for clean hydrogen research. Now, I know there are people who say, David, hydrogen fuel is not the future. Well, it might be uh, it might not be the future for vehicles, but maybe it is elsewhere. It's certainly something that should be researched. And that money is now being made available. These are all modest changes that will have measurable positive impacts for, in some cases, thousands or tens of thousands or with some of these bigger programs, even millions of people quietly accomplishing things. Couple different thoughts. Number one, is this interesting to people? Is it interesting to hear about some of these things that are happening? Number two, is there a disconnect between those who benefit from these programs and making the connection that, oh, This is because either of the Inflation Reduction Act or because of other programs. I like that. Maybe I am more satisfied with Joe Biden's job performance than I thought. And what I mean by that is very often people are asked, do you approve or not of the job that the president is doing? And oftentimes people say I do or I don't. And very often it's driven by what's in the news. Oh, the Afghanistan withdrawal went well or it didn't go well. I approve or I disapprove when You would think if people were more aware of some of these programs, if you're now getting 30 bucks a month towards broadband and they're starting to build charging stations near where you live and you're getting home heating assistance and a Medicare Part B drug is now being subsidized for you, that's tangible stuff. But only if you know about it, might it influence your level of satisfaction with the job that Joe Biden is doing. So that's another aspect to this. Let me know your thoughts. Do you want to regularly hear these sorts of updates? Curious to hear what people think as we wait to see whether Donald Trump will be arrested and indicted in New York. We have new news out of Georgia that there may be potential racketeering and conspiracy charges there coming against the failed former president, Donald Trump. This is again the belief about mounting legal troubles without yet even knowing whether the New York indictment is going to happen. Now, before I get into this CNN report about what we have learned, I want to remind people that one of the possibilities if and when the New York indictment of Trump comes down, which Trump said would be today, certainly not seeming like it's going to be today, but we will follow it. One of the reactions was It's kind of a weak charge. It's not the strongest charge that could be made against Trump. 
And I agreed with that. And the hope was that we know there have been prosecutors who, despite having great evidence against Trump, have been hesitant to be the first to indict a sitting or former president and now a former president. Is it possible that the Stormy Daniels charges will break the levy and then we will see other indictments come in? That's the hope. And if that's the case, CNN reports that Georgia prosecutors are considering racketeering and conspiracy charges. And this is all related to Trump's effort to overturn the results in Georgia in the 2020 election, where, of course, Joe Biden won because Joe Biden received more votes. CNN reports Atlanta area prosecutors are considering racketeering and conspiracy charges. Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis could make decisions on charges this spring. Willis will bring her charging recommendations to the regularly seated grand juries, each serving two month terms. Two regular grand juries were seated in March. The next batch will be sworn in in May. Investigators have at least three recordings of Trump pressuring Georgia officials, including a phone call that he made to the Georgia House Speaker to push for a special session to overturn Democrat Joe Biden's 2020 victory. There is also a recording of Trump's call to a top investigator with the Georgia Secretary of State's office, where they were looking uh, into quashed allegations or of irregularities with signature matching. Um, And then, of course, Willis kicked off the investigation soon after the infamous January phone call, wherein Trump pressures Brad Raffensperger to find the votes necessary for him to win. This is the next layer. Mediaite also reporting Trump's legal woes go from bad to worse as CNN reports potential RICO charges for pressuring Georgia election officials. So what do I believe is going to happen? I have no idea. Uh, As I've said for a long time, I believe indictments are plausible and prison time is essentially an impossibility for Donald Trump. I've explained why numerous times, so I won't do it here. This is very serious stuff. There's no doubt that these are potentially very serious charges. At the same time, many of you like me have been stuck in this sort of time loop where we're always close to possible charges, possible charges stemming from this or that blatant violation of a law that uh, we read about. And yet, quote, nothing happens. On the one hand, I feel that frustration. I share that frustration. And there is a feeling that this is just never going to happen. On the other hand, when you speak to legal experts, they do say these things take a while. Uh, Oftentimes, when you look at white collar crimes by non presidents, just by, you know, a CEO of a tech company or a bank or whatever the case may be, it can take years to build these cases. Here we're talking about a man who was and is now a former sitting president. And so the timeline is not actually that unusual. It's just that in most cases, we're not following investigations and we're not aware of possible charges until much closer to when those charges are announced. So I am not really taking a position as to whether I do or don't think any particular indictment or charge or arrest is going to happen. Trump said he was getting arrested today. It doesn't seem like it's happening. And now the the discussion is about either tomorrow or next week. I don't know. I remain convinced convinced that Trump will never see the inside of a prison cell. And the the big picture of that is that at the very worst case, if there were a plea or a guilty verdict and there were to be um, confinement uh, allocated or uh, um, assigned to Trump, 
it would be served as home confinement. I think that that is the absolute worst case scenario, but we're not even at that step yet. We are now at the step of there are four at least major investigations into Trump. Will any of them lead to an indictment or an arrest? We may know within hours. We may know tomorrow. We may know next week. But the big news from the last 24 hours is whatever happens with this New York Stormy Daniels hush money case. It is not the end of the line as Georgia, I have believed, is the strongest case for a while now. And it seems as though the most serious charges could indeed come from there. Leave me a comment. Let me know at this point in time in your heart of hearts. What do you expect is coming? Did you know that every year 30 million trees are cut down to meet the demand of toilet paper in the United States alone? Here's something really simple you can do to fight climate change a little bit in your home. Our sponsor, Real Paper, makes toilet paper 100 percent from bamboo stocks, which keep growing forever. No trees are cut down. It's shipped right to your door in plastic free packaging. It's fluffy. It's soft like regular toilet paper. You're not making any quality sacrifice. And for every box you buy, real paper donates to reforestation efforts across America through their partnership with One Tree Planted. So instead of the toilet paper you're currently buying, which cuts down trees and wastes plastic, use real paper actively helping the planet. You can set up a recurring subscription so you're always stocked or do a one time purchase. The average American uses 50 pounds of toilet paper or more every year. Make the easy switch to real paper. You'll get 30% off your first order plus free shipping. Go to realpaper.com slash Pacman and use the code Pacman. That's R E E L paper.com slash Pacman. Coupon code Pacman for 30% off and free shipping. The link is in the podcast notes. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you to make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like managing finances with a partner without conflict, making a balanced budget, boosting your credit score, saving more money for retirement, all sorts of really useful topics. Most people in the audience know I'm a big financial literacy advocate. I can tell you Nerd Wallet does a fantastic job here. Listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. One of our sponsors is Zippix nicotine toothpicks. Don't you think it's time you stopped putting smoke and vape oils in your lungs? Zippix toothpicks are a convenient way to curb the nicotine cravings. Zippix toothpicks are super discreet. You can use them anytime, anywhere. Smoking and vaping aren't allowed, including flights, sporting events, in restaurants. They're available in six different flavors with options of two and three milligrams of nicotine. If you're not a nicotine user, Zippix also offers caffeine and B12 infused toothpicks. Zippix has already helped tens of thousands of customers ditch the cigarettes, ditch the vapes. They might be able to help you too. If you're a smoker or a vapor, give Zippix toothpicks a try. Your lungs will thank you. Go to zippixtoothpicks.com today. Save 10% with the code PACMAN10 at checkout. Just remember, you must be 21 or older to order. That's Z I P P I X toothpicks.com. 
Use promo code PACMAN10 at checkout for 10% off. That's PACMAN10. The info is in the podcast notes. An increasingly desperate, panicked, and unhinged failed former President Donald Trump released a cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs midnight video last night, early this morning, wherein he calls all four investigations into him just Democratic left wing bias in yet another sign that he is both not only really scared, but very, very disconnected from reality. This video was released through Rumble and embedded on Troth Central. Here is Trump very late at night claiming that the weight of his massive polling lead. Where did you think I was going with that? The weight and size of his massive polling lead is forcing desperate Democrats to try to charge him, of course, ignoring the reality that these investigations have been going on for a long time before he was even a candidate for 2024. Let's take a look. These four horrible, radical left Democrat investigations. By the way, I I know people seeing this are going to write to me and say, David, how can you not comment on the fact that it's not even orange that Trump is anymore? It's almost like he he's he's painted himself so dark that it doesn't even make any sense. And his lips look white and folks, I get it. I get it. But it's not the focus here. I get that he he looks like a a, like a a reverse mime, I guess we would say. But we're not focusing on that here. Your all time favorite president, me, is just a continuation of the most disgusting witch hunt in the history of our country. It's gone on forever with Russia, Russia, Russia. And Ukraine, 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 and the Mueller <laughs> hoax. It's an absolute disgrace what's going on. They even spied on my campaign. Of course, that's not true. Should I explain that again? I guess I'll briefly just be, it's been a while. I just I if you know the explanation, I apologize. The the allegation from Trump is that they spied on my campaign. What happened was that Trump's 2016 campaign was in touch with so many suspected criminals who were themselves under surveillance that when those suspected criminals would make phone calls to people associated with Trump, Trump's associates associates would incidentally be, be surveilled because they were talking to suspected criminals. They weren't spying on Trump's campaign. And remember this, with all of the work that they did on Mueller, no collusion That's what the answer was, was all no collusion, whether it's the Mar-a-Lago raid or the unselect committee hoax, the perfect Georgia phone call. It was absolutely perfect (laughs) or the stormy horse face Daniels extortion plot. There it is. They're all sick and it's fake news. Our enemies are desperate to stop us because they know that we are the only ones who can stop them. And they know it very strongly. And they're looking at the polls where not me, but we are up by so much. They can't wow. even believe it. Is that true? We'll look at that. We won twice and now we've got to win a third time. They know that we can defeat them. They know that we will defeat them, but they're not coming after me. They're coming after you. Right. This is a classic, which is by trying to hold me accountable for crimes for which there is evidence. You are really being targeted. It's like, no, no, no. They're targeting you for the things you allegedly did. I'm just standing in their way. Right. And I always will stand in their way. Thank you very much.
That video released just after the stroke of midnight early this morning, and of course, as unhinged, panicked and desperate as ever. All four investigations are merely Democrats going after Trump because the polls are so great for Trump. The truth is that the polls are good for Trump. They're not absolutely fantastic. And in fact, Trump does worse against Joe Biden than does Ron DeSantis just for uh, being thorough. If you look at some recent polls, yes, there continue to be polls in which Trump is doing very well in the Republican primary. But there are also polls that are quite close. Um, uh, and it really depends on which poll you look at. These are Republican primary polls and Trump is winning depending on the state or whether it's a general poll uh, anywhere from between two and twenty eight over Ron DeSantis. But these are not big surges. These are what the, what the numbers have been. And then importantly, if you look at the general election, uh, Biden against DeSantis versus Biden against Trump, Biden does better against Trump in every one of these recent polls. So it's not really true that there's a polling motivation to try to get Trump out of the way if you are Democrats. And by the way, Dem- Democrats, Justice Department, Biden in D.C., prosecutor, D.A. in New York. The Georgia. These are all different groups is the truth. And just to say these are just all Democrats is is also not accurate. But the idea that Democrats would be saying, let's charge Trump to get him out out of the way. Why? DeSantis does better than Trump. It wouldn't make any sense to try to do that. Ron DeSantis attempted to straddle Donald Trump and Stormy Daniels. I know it sounds weird and it sounded weird to me, too, but he did it. He tried to straddle them when asked about the looming alleged indictment and arrest of Donald Trump uh, for the potentially illegal hush money payment made by Trump's lawyer, Michael Cohen, to Stormy Daniels. Ron DeSantis tried to ride the fence. He tried to straddle them and both say that there are politically motivated prosecutors involved, but also to attack Trump for paying off uh, I think he refers to her as a as a porn star in this video. I have to tell you, folks, I don't think this is going to get DeSantis very far, but take a listen. From the Florida Standard, uh, we wanted to know what your thoughts are on the rumored Trump indictment, and if you have any role in it. Um, if charges are brought on him, would you have any role in extradition to New York? So I've seen rumors swirl. I have not seen any facts uh, yet, and so I don't know what's going to happen. But I do know this: the the Manhattan District Attorney is a Soros-funded prosecutor. Okay, so. He's on message in terms of what a lot of the pro Trump people have been saying, which is George Soros is at the end of the day behind this and this is politically motivated. So he's on one side of the fence, which is this is what the Trump people have been saying, but he doesn't stop there. He doesn't lose this opportunity. And so he, like other Soros funded prosecutors, they weaponize their office to impose a political agenda on society at the expense of the rule of law and public safety. He has downgraded over 50 percent of the felonies to misdemeanors. He says he doesn't want to even have jail time for the vast, vast majority of crimes. And what we've seen in Manhattan is we've seen the the, the crime rate go up. Okay, so remember, he's he's continuing with the Manhattan crime rate, ignoring the fact that many Republican run cities, including Oklahoma City, have higher violent crime rates. So so far, this is like a totally Trump answer. But wait for it. And we've seen citizens become less safe. And so. You're talking about this situation with and look, I don't know what goes into 
paying hush money to a porn star to to secure silence over some type of alleged affair. I just I can't speak to that. Okay, so now he's taking the dig at Trump and this really triggered Trump and it really triggered Don Jr. And we will get to that. But DeSantis now jumping a little bit to the other side of the fence. But what I can speak to is that if you have a prosecutor who is ignoring crimes happening every single day in his jurisdiction, and he chooses to go back many, many years ago uh, to try to use something about porn star hush money payments, you know, that's an example of pursuing a political agenda. Now, of course, the truth is Michael Cohen went to prison over this and he did it all in service of Donald Trump. So it's only logical that if Michael Cohen committed a crime, you at least need to seriously look at whether Donald Trump did as well. But I have to tell you, I don't know that this is going to win too much, quite frankly, for Ron DeSantis. And what I mean by that is this is some real both sides stuff trying to straddle the fence. But I don't know that it's going to bring in anybody on either side. DeSantis had days to think about, listen, at some point I'm going to be asked about this. What is it that I should say? And what he comes up with is Soros and I'm not really going to get too involved and I don't know anything about paying porn stars. I just don't know that this is going to bring anybody to his side. And as we've talked about before, the Soros stuff is basically at this point code for Jews and globalists and nefarious elite cabal conspiracy theories. And he's jumping fully into that. And the people on the Republican in the Republican Party that don't like that aren't going to be thrilled with this. But at the same time, he goes after Trump with the whole hush money porn star thing, which many Trump supporters have not exactly been thrilled about acknowledging. So DeSantis doesn't have to approach it this way, but he chooses to. He doesn't, by the way, mention, no, I wouldn't get involved in extraditing Trump to New York if it came to it. I don't believe it will. And it's not going to be something that comes up. But DeSantis opting not to even answer that. And I don't think that this is really going to help DeSantis in any way. It's it's quite frankly. He's trying to play both sides in ways that both sides will ultimately end up being turned off by. That's my view. If you think this approach by DeSantis makes any sense in hell, let me know. I'm curious to hear from you. Donald Trump also now hitting back at Ron DeSantis and going with an attempted homophobic smear, suggesting that Ron DeSantis may be gay. Yes, it is March of 2023. And this is where we are. Donald Trump, apparently out of ideas, going with it's possible that DeSantis might be into men rather than into women. I I don't I know it's crazy. I know it's crazy. Um, Donald Trump posting to Truth Social in response to DeSantis's uh, recent statements about the Trump looming indictment, which we just looked at, quote, Rhonda Sanctimonious will probably find out about false accusations and fake stories sometime in the future as he gets older, wiser and better known when he's unfairly and illegally attacked by a woman, even classmates that are underage or possibly a man. I'm sure he will want to fight these misfits just like I do. And again, This is only a smear to homophobic people, right? If I found out a candidate I liked or was thinking about supporting were gay, I would say, 
oh, I don't care about that. What are their policies? But to a group of people that would immediately not consider voting for a candidate that was gay or might be gay, suggesting that there may be men who come out of the woodwork is a smear. Now, when you look at the exact language of it, it sort of seems like Trump would be saying, well, these would be false allegations against DeSantis. But still, it's that idea that with DeSantis, it might be men who come out of the woodwork and then following up on this attack with another attack on Truth Social. Truth Central. Quote, Ron DeSanctimonious is dropping in the polls so fast that he soon may be falling behind young Vivek Ramaswamy. People are beginning to find out that Ron wanted to destroy Social Security and raise its minimum age to at least 70. He also had strong plans for cutting Medicare and still does. Nothing good happens when you are a disciple of super rhino Paul Ryan. Also, Florida did great long before DeSantis came along, got my coveted capital E endorsement, shot up like a rocket and won. And of course, I won't look at the polls a second time with you because we just looked at them in a recent segment, but it is not true that DeSantis is falling in the polls. DeSantis is doing roughly just as well as he has been doing. He does better against Trump in head to head matchups. DeSantis doing worse against Trump when you include Nikki Haley and a whole bunch of other people that might run for that Republican nomination. So this is a full blown civil war right now. Trump with a looming arrest going after DeSantis, DeSantis going after Trump. And later what you will see is Don Jr.'s involvement in this. But that is going to be much later today. We're going to take a short break. And next, I want to look at this is really something else. Our friends from the Good Liars, Jason and Davram, they went to the lower Manhattan, quote, protest yesterday against Trump's arrest. They were interviewed by Right Side Broadcasting Network, and it is the stuff of legend. So we're going to look at that after a quick break. As I've mentioned before, I supplement my diet with vitamins every day. I've tried different methods. None have been simpler or more cost effective than just a daily scoop of AG one from our sponsor, Athletic Greens. With the one scoop, I get the 75 high quality vitamins and minerals from whole food sources that I want. I'm covered for the day. I'm not messing around with different vitamin capsules. And then some have 200 and some have 180. So they run out at different times. And it's a mess. It's a mess. This is simple. The taste is good. You can put it in water, juice or shakes. Each serving is under three bucks a day. Compare that to what all of the individual supplements would cost you. And it just makes sense. Simplify your life by starting the day with a scoop of 75 high quality nutrients. When you go to athleticgreens.com slash Pacman, you'll get a free year supply of vitamin D. I've talked about vitamin D before and five free travel packs of AG one. That's athleticgreens.com slash Pacman. The link is in the podcast notes. Imagine for a second that you try logging into your email account only to find that your password was changed an hour ago, and then you get notifications of activity from your bank and then your credit cards. That is what identity theft is like, and it's a horrible feeling. And we dealt with it at the show not that long ago, but now I have an app called Aura 
which gives me much more peace of mind. Our sponsor Aura is the all in one solution for keeping your online account safe because Aura will scan the dark web for your personal info, password, social security number, and you get fast alerts when they find something. You also get fast alerts about credit inquiries. Aura protects all of your devices from malware. Aura even requests the removal of your info from data broker sites and Aura helps you manage what your kids can do on their devices. You can restrict certain apps, set screen time limits, set focus times when you need them off of devices. Go to Aura.com slash Pacman to try it free for seven days. Your login credentials might already be floating around out there and Aura will tell you instantly for free. That's A-U-R-A dot com slash Pacman to try Aura for free. The link is in the podcast notes. This is absolutely the best. I hope you enjoy this. So yesterday there was a protest or a rally in lower Manhattan near where presumably Donald Trump would be arrested and booked if indeed that happens. Right side broadcasting was covering it live. We covered it live and it was just a complete and total mess. Barely anybody showed up. There seemed to be more media than there were actual protesters. It was wild. Right side broadcasting is doing interviews. And while of right side broadcasting is interviewing a young guy draped in some kind of flag wearing a red MAGA hat, Jason from the Good Liars, which is this satirical left wing comedy duo. They've done really, really good stuff in the past. Slowly, Jason from the Good Liars, who if you're watching right now, you see is sort of like screen right. Jason drifts into the shot and the kid who's being interviewed immediately recognizes Jason and says, oh, the Good Liars. The interviewer from Right Side Broadcasting apparently doesn't know what the good liars is, who they are, and doesn't recognize Jason. And Jason just brutally trolls. The, the protest was totally flaccid. And I know that technically it, it, the word is pronounced flaccid, but nobody says it that way. So I'm going to continue saying flaccid so people know. It was like a wet noodle protest. Totally pathetic. Jason slips in and it's just you have to see the execution here. Let's take a look. Misdemeanors and change some misdemeanors to felonies, and is specifically prosecuting Donald Trump when he didn't. He did very little wrong, if anything. He's prosecuting. Look around the city right now. I mean, there's crime everywhere. Hey, good liars, what's up? So the kid immediately recognizes him and says, "Hey, the good liars, what's up?" And Jason just tries to shake his hand and keep going. The interviewer has no clue what's going on. And this 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 is just so well done. Hey, good to see you. There's, there's crime everywhere. And I think like this is a political prosecution. It, 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 it has to be right. Like that's that, that's the only way it, it could be happening right now is if they're going after him political politically. The only other option is that Donald Trump lost by seven million votes and is a loser who can't deal with the fact that he, he lost the election because he based his whole personality on being a winner and <laughs> calling people losers. Uh, so so as so you think his attitude, his approach, his personality is what is 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 what got us in this mess in the first place, potentially. Or I'm just going to choose to believe that the election was stolen 
and everything that he says. The interviewer has no idea what's going on. Because I kind of like based my whole personality on supporting Donald Trump, so I'm not going to maybe accept the offer. You live in you live in the city. I live in the city. Yeah. yeah. So how has the city changed over the last couple of years here? I mean, I know crime, but I don't live here, so I don't I can't yeah. judge whether or not it goes, it's gone up or down. Yeah, the New York City I think is maybe 59th in, in crime right now. I think there's four <laughs> cities in Indiana. Uh, that has have more crime statistically oh, than New York. And the kid next to Jason, who's really a MAGA guy, knows exactly what's going on. But he's allowing this to continue, which is just amazing. Mark does. Yeah, exactly. So I haven't really noticed a lot of crime, but I, I do see it. And on, on you know Fox News, they say it's it's much more dangerous now. I don't see, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen any more crime. So like maybe that's it might not be true. But I, I'm going to choose to believe that it is true because I, I, I did see that on Fox News. Yeah, of course, because whatever you see on Fox News is true, right? Yeah, well, just like CNN and MSNBC. If yeah. you see it on, if you see it on cable news, it's got to well, be no, true. No, Donald Trump said CNN and MSNBC are fake news. Okay. That's right. We got to use the fake news. Okay. Yep. Okay. So, and then just one more clip here, and this is just so brilliantly done. Um, he's asked to weigh in about like the size of the of the rally, and he he also slips in some good stuff here. So, I mean, what's your take on it so far? I mean, there's a lot of people out here. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of media. Um, I would say just it's basically all media, and I guess there's uh, Bra- is it Braxton? Yeah. Braxton, and then I see another guy with the flat. It seems like there's about ten Trump supporters here, but mostly <laughs> the rest are, are media. Yeah. Oh, man, this is just absolutely fantastic. And, uh, you know, the other the other really funny thing in general about this is that the Trump sort of like asked supporters to be ready to protest or whatever the case may be. They're not seeming like that willing to do it, interestingly enough, except a few did go out front to Trump Tower. And I think it's quite literally five people and a woman blows a shofar. So there are one, two, three, four, I guess five or six people, two holding Trump one signs and one woman blows a shofar. And that's what they were able to sort of coalesce at Trump Tower. This is starting to become surreal as if it hasn't been surreal for the last six days. It is unbelievable what is going on here. And that's not even counting what Donald Trump Jr.'s last 24 hours look like in his first podcast episode. Since we learned that at least Donald Trump thinks he's about to get arrested, Donald Trump Jr. delivered a manic episode seemingly about what is happening with his dad. I've never seen Junior like this, and I've seen Junior pretty hopped up. He also seems to have developed like a new accent for his podcast where he speaks in an extraordinarily strange way. And his show is called Triggered, which is very, very uh, apropos of his demeanor here. Take a look at this. Who really gives a crap about law? When you're weaponizing your office in a leftist state and where everyone there agrees with you. Most of the prosecutors there don't know what the hell to do about this because even they, like the most radical of the radical left. Isn't this the most bizarre delivery? Realize that it's insane. In fairness, like, isn't she like paying his legal bills or something like that? I don't know. 
But, you know, the district attorney is going to district attorney, right? The Soros-funded district attorneys are going to do whatever the guy that's bankrolling them wants them to do. The law be damned. The Constitution be damned. Your rights be damned. Because, you know, when you hate America, what difference does it make? This prosecution isn't based on facts or the law or anything that even resembles that. It's How would he know that? Pure Bolshevik-style witch huntery. But the hot take on Twitter was that these guys are trying to do this. This was the hot, stupid take on Twitter over the weekend, like the dumbest take ever. That they're trying to do this to make sure Trump's the nominee. Like they weren't trying to put him in jail for the last eight years. Like they didn't accuse me and the rest of my family of treason and other things. Okay, and Who then at we- another moment. I guess ostensibly Jr. on this episode was interviewing Ronnie Jackson, the Republican congressman who used to be Trump's doctor. And again, it's like it's not really an interview because Jr. is just ranting uncontrollably. You know, as you know, I had a really good relationship with a lot of guys on my Secret Service detail, like so much so that they move guys off of my detail because they were like, oh, you're too comfortable with this. I was like, I promise you guys, like you want me comfortable with my guys because if something goes wrong, like I'm the guy that thinks I'm always right. Like I get that. (laughs) Like I want to like the guy because I'll try. Trust him Plus a lot everybody more. knew you had more guns than uh, well, that, that, yeah, we won't even get into that one. I, that, clearly, uh, clearly. So you know, we had a good time, but you know, the one sort of thing, and you know, four years of you know guys rotating in and out. I mean, that was the one thing they said with you. You know, you took care of those guys yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, you know, when they were going on international trips, when they were pulling multiple day yeah. type. All- Understand that what Junior is doing now is saying Ronnie Jackson as Trump's doctor would give sleeping medication to Secret Service agents. That that's really the the core of what he is praising him for here. Nighters, you were the guy that took care of everything that they ever needed yeah. and did so so professionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, those guys loved you. Yeah. And you know that stuff means so much more to me than if the boss likes you. Right. You know when right. when the guys that you know you could blow off. Right. You right. know oh, I don't need to pay attention. He's yeah. a lowly whatever. He's yeah. not high up on the totem pole. Right. He can't help my promotion or my career. Right. You know when those guys are a huge fan, you know that's when I'm like, okay. Yeah. Now I re- I, re- I respect it so much more. And so watching that attack on you, right? To, again, a rear admiral mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> obviously served in the navy. Just a bizarre bizarre show altogether. And maybe the most interesting thing about the Don Jr. show on Rumble is that it in the last three to five days has taken a decidedly anti Ron DeSantis perspective. And that's what I want to briefly look at next. Apparently taking a cue from Donald Trump starting the homophobic attacks on Ron DeSantis, Donald Trump Jr. now went on another one of these manic rants this time targeted at Ron DeSantis. And he basically says DeSantis is terrible in every way that the DeSantis you think might exist from TV reports doesn't really exist. This is getting very ugly and it's only going to get worse. Take a look. That's what it is, guys. He's owned by the billionaire donors. 100 percent controlled opposition. Let's see which way the wind is blowing. Let's see which way they want me to respond and I will do it. So I was hoping for a strong response, but we got a milquetoast response. We got weaker than most rhino Republicans. We got a weaker response than a lot of never Trump Republicans. And guys, here's the deal. 
You can hire influencers to post videos of you dunking on what was like a hot Twitter take 10 days ago on some moron local reporter. You can get plenty of people to do that, as Ron has. But that doesn't make you ready for the big leagues. If you can't understand that this is a fundamental issue of our time, then you're not ready. Then it's not your time. As even people like Mike Cernovich, who have been big DeSantis supporters, just heartbroken that DeSantis doesn't understand what Soros DAs and the Bolsheviks are going to do to this country. <laughs> the Bolsheviks. Can you imagine? Listen to this guy. He also said DeSantis blew it today. The only people saying otherwise personally hate Trump or were never Trump in 16. And again, even some of those are coming out. And not just coming out like milk toast. They're coming out significantly stronger than Governor DeSantis. Okay, again, I know when you're ready for the big leaves. I spent a lot of time with these guys. I spent a lot of time with DeSantis personally. The image created online by the paid influencers, guys, unfortunately, one-on-one, -on -one, it doesn't exist. And this week made it clear. So the best and most accurate sign that the Trump team sees DeSantis as a real threat is the amount of attention they have paid to Ron DeSantis over the last two weeks in particular. Trump posting daily on Troth Central about Ron DeSantis. Trump starting with the homophobic smears against Ron DeSantis. Don Jr. starting with the attacks on Ron DeSantis. Uh, people associated with Trump, including Steve Bannon, uh, Mike Pillow and others going after Ron DeSantis. You go after those that you believe believe pose a threat to you. This is why Trump seemingly encouraged Nikki Haley to run as far as we know and is going bonkers attacking Ron DeSantis. He sees him as a threat, even though I still think it's important to remember Trump is in a position of power uh, in the Republican primary. If and when the indictments come, we will evaluate how that changes those prospects. But if nothing changes, this really is Trump's nomination to lose. Everyone should have a go to financial partner to guide you through a continuous and ever changing life journey. Our sponsor Facet can help you not only start that conversation about money, but support you every step of the way. Facet memberships give you unbiased, personalized, affordable financial advice for any financial decision you may be facing, real estate, tax, benefits and equity, whatever the case may be. And they are fee only, as I have always said, one should seek. A facet membership includes a dedicated CFP professional, that's the highest possible certification, plus a team of experts using industry leading investment management strategies based on Nobel Prize winning research. And facet is offering a $500 kickstart to your financial journey right now. They're waiving their $250 enrollment fee for new customers that sign up for an annual membership and offering $250 right into your account if you invest $5,000 within the first 90 days of membership. Go to facet.com slash Pacman. Take the five minute financial wellness quiz at minimum to unlock insights into your personal finances. That's facet.com slash Pacman. The link is in the podcast notes. Facet Wealth Inc. is an SEC registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. 
nor is it investment, legal or tax advice. All right, let's have a little fun here. Uh, you know, before we get to some serious stuff, you know that one of my favorite things, if you watch my live streams, is when Donald Trump has technical problems with his audio. And it actually happens a lot. And our incredible, oh, these people don't know what the hell they're doing. Further scream that his days are numbered. Deal that included the largest agricultural. Worth of our farm product at all. Okay. But I think, Eric, they're not like they lived up. I used to check it every week. Are they buying? Are they buying? Okay. So yesterday, apparently in the middle of thinking he's very close to getting arrested, Donald Trump called in to some pastors for Trump show. I don't even know how he gets booked on this stuff, to be totally honest. And it's all really weird. And about 50 seconds in, when they ask him for a prayer call, the audio just goes completely crazy. And then Trump claims that the radical left hacked him. It's let's just listen. And we are ready to introduce the president of the United States. By the way, the pre- the president, I thought the president of the United States is Joe Biden, isn't it? Donald J. Trump is coming on live with us the 45th and going to be the 47th president of the United States of America. President Trump, welcome to Pastors for Trump National Prayer Call for you. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well, Jackson. I appreciate it. And it's an honor to be with you. And I just heard our great General Flynn and my friend Roger. So we already have the echo, but this is nothing compared to what happens. I was very honored to give them full pardons because they were treated horribly by government, uh, these radical left lunatics. And uh, <laughs> full pardons, they're almost as clean as you are right now, Jackson. That, that's them in a very special category, okay? But uh, they're two terrific people that really suffered greatly at the hands of crazy people. So this was my uh, my great honor. And Clay, thank you very much for the great job you've done. And Kristen Davis, we appreciate it very much, very much. President Trump, I wanted to uh, uh, tell you, I, I, I was in my wife, my wife and I were attending the NCAA wrestling event in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and we could see you. And all I could say is that my wife and I, Pastor Jackson, everybody out there is praying for you. And I think a lot of people are looking for a specific uh, need that you have, sir. Um, what is the prayer that you would like for the thousands of pastors who are tuning in right now? What is the specific prayer request that you have tonight, sir? Yeah. Hmm. This is all still live, remember. They can't hear that. That's Trump saying they can't hear that. Somebody's working on something. Very, very important stuff here. Some people thought maybe Trump got arrested and that's why he went quiet, but that was seemingly not the case. Uh, More Trump whispering. One of the hosts gives a thumbs up. And they're getting very, very close here to fixing the audio. 
it's not even really clear what the problem is, because you can hear Trump kind of breathing in the background, strangely enough. They may not have prayed hard enough for the audio anyway. Everybody's getting upset now. Can you imagine waiting all day for your interview with Trump and then this happens? Okay, I guess we have a little phone miscommunication. And I think what happened is the radical left. We can hear him. The radical left was working on the phone. There's no question about it. But I think you heard what I said previously. Is that right, fellas? Hello? (laughs) Anyway, uh, that that's basically enough. Now, there were people (laughs) there were people who wrote to me and said the reason this happened is because Trump doesn't like to answer religious questions. Right. Remember this. You mentioned the Bible. You've been talking about how it's your favorite book. And you said, I think last night in Iowa, some people are surprised that you say that. I'm wondering what one or two of your most favorite Bible uh, verses are. I I wouldn't want to get into it because to me, that's very personal. You know, when I talk about the Bible, it's very personal. So I don't want to get into verses. I don't want to get into There's no no verse that means a lot to you that you think about or cite. The the Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. All right. So anyway, I actually don't think that's what happened. I think that was genuine tech trouble, and I loved absolutely every second of it. A Fox News host is unable to define woke, saying woke might just be a feeling or a sense that you get. This coming from the people who say, if you can't define woman right now, then you're some kind of postmodernist wokest from the wokeocracy of wokistan. Here is Dana Perino, and this has come up before. When you say woke and you're anti woke, what do you mean? What is woke? And we see it backfire time and time again. Of course, the reason is that it's been completely perverted by the right. If you want to talk about a loosey goosey postmodern explanation of woke, listen to Dana Perino yesterday on Fox News. One of the things about woke is can you explain it to your mom? Think about that. And I remember when President Trump was running and it was before he won in, in 2016, he used to get standing ovations initially when he would say political correctness is ruining our country. And everybody that was clapping knew exactly what he meant. No, they didn't. See, that's the thing. People clap at Trump rallies without understanding anything that's going on. This is Dana Perino's first mistake that you know it when you see it. Everybody in the crowd knew what political correctness was, even though Trump didn't define it. No, they don't. They're like trained seals. They clap at anything. But it's sort of like the Supreme Court definition of pornography. You know it when you see it. So the Democrats want to get you in an argument where you're having to define wokeism as if the Webster's Dictionary is defining it. Sort of like you want to get into discussions with people as if the definition of woman is what you find in a 50 year old version of the Webster's. It's, It's the exact same thing. The criticism they are making is the one that many on the left make of them when it comes to the term woman, the difference being the difference being woke is a term that's been perverted deliberately by these folks. And that's not what it is. It is. It, it, it could be a feeling. It could be a sense. And I wonder if Republicans or conservatives are going to have to define it more. She could be right. I don't know what this this will be. Tell- yeah. Woke could just be a feeling. It could be a it could be a little tingle down your leg. Dana. Is wokeism in the room with you right now? Where exactly is it? 
This is so pathetic. They say facts don't care about your feelings. And why can't you just define what you're talking about? If the wokeness they claim to be so widespread, so noticeable, so prominent is nothing more than a sense. What you need a Ouija board in order to figure out where it is. This is why these people are pathetic when you actually try to engage them in good faith about. Well, listen, when we talk about women, there's a difference when we say, what is a woman from the purposes for the purposes of an obstetrician versus what is a woman when we're talking about how bathrooms or sports should be organized? They don't want to. Oh, no, 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 no. That's that's postmodern nonsense. Okay, like what's woke? Well, I can't tell you. It might just be a feeling. It's a feeling in my in my arm. I can feel the wokeness in my arm. Give me a break, guys. But of course, the hypocrisy doesn't matter. We're never going to win just by pointing out that they are hypocrites. And so we've got to find another way forward. Radical, repugnant Republican Congresswoman Lauren Boebert bizarrely was praying in the Capitol Rotunda. Now, as many of you know, I am not a Christian. So I've wondered for a long time when people say they were pleading the blood of Jesus, what the hell does that mean? I'm wondering, is this video Lauren Boebert pleading the blood of Jesus? You tell me what's going on here. Take a look. Thank you for your son, Jesus. We come to you boldly by the blood of Jesus. It's only that blood that grants us access into the holy of holies, into your presence, God. We thank you so much for your goodness. It is your goodness that leads men to repentance, that causes men to change their mind about you, God, to see a different side of your holiness. Yeah. God, we love you because you first loved us. Jesus, thank you for your redemptive work. It was complete. It was whole. There was nothing missing. There was nothing lacking. There's nothing that you left out, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You paid the price for each and every one of us. You went to hell in our place and you rose again victorious. And when you were seated at the right hand of the Father on high, you did not leave us alone. How is this not mental illness? But you sent us another the exact same time. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here in this I think you get the idea. Nothing makes me respect religious people less than when they orchestrate conspicuous public prayers for publicity genuinely. And by the way, listen, I don't care what Matthew says, but in Matthew six, six, it does say when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Not that I care what is in Matthew 6, 6. But if Lauren Boebert claims to, shouldn't she be following that dictate and not orchestrating this pathetic public stunt? Anyway, is that pleading the blood of Jesus? Maybe somebody can tell me what it is. We have a voicemail number. That number is two one nine two David P. I'm going to play a voicemail for you from a caller who is very agitated, but this doesn't seem to be a right winger attacking me, although they are attacking me, but not from a right wing perspective. This is someone who apparently expects a Trump dictatorship and 
is worried that I'm going to press the FU button on them, which I don't know what that is. Maybe it means that we have to bleep voicemails. I'm not sure. So, dude, I really, you pushed the FU button on me because I was on a rant. Mm-hmm. No, you're making money on this, too. You love talking about this. This is a, this is disgusting what's going on. You realize nothing's going to happen to this guy. So hit the FU button. Yeah, can't do it. Who the hell cares? Look what's our country. We're going to be under dictatorship by Donald Trump and his disgusting skank hole daughter and the son. Oof. You watch and see what happens. Goodbye before you hit the FU button. Well, if there's no F bombs, there's no reason to hit the FU button, which I don't have. The FU button is like Pat bleeping stuff. So listen, this guy's pessimistic. I get it. I get, I say, I, I, you know, the, the whole skank hole thing as a way to reference to Ivanka, I'm not big on that, but I sympathize with the um, sentiment that nothing's going to happen. And, you know, supposedly Trump's arrest was today. And I kept saying, this is what Trump claims. We don't know that that's the case. It doesn't seem as though that's happening. Although maybe by the time we publish this episode, Trump will have been cuffed and booked, but I, I doubt it. Um, I sympathize with this feeling that Nothing is going to be done. Trump won't be held accountable and he will end up back in power with his authoritarian delusions and dreams. I hope that that isn't the case, but I sympathize with the frustration on today's bonus show. We will talk about President Joe Biden issuing his first veto. What was the veto over and what are the implications? We will discuss it. Secondly, Paris is increasingly under the weight of stinky trash. Uncollected trash has mounted to 10,000 tons because of strikes that are going on. And as a result, I am canceling my trip to Paris scheduled for two weeks from now. No, I, I had a tentative visit to Paris when I'm going to be in, in Europe in a few weeks. But for other reasons, it's not happening. It has nothing to do with the trash. And thirdly, North Carolina is urging the Supreme Court to throw out a major elections case. This is a case we've talked about before. This is a case our bonus show audience will be familiar with, and it is a very consequential case. We will talk about why North Carolina is saying to the Supreme Court, throw it in the trash, flush it down the toilet 10 to 15 times. All of those stories and more will be discussed today when producer Pat joins me on the bonus show. We do a bonus show every single day every weekday, every day that there's a show. If you want access to the bonus show, simply sign up at joinpacman.com. And if you would like access, but the financial commitment is too much for you at this time, you can request a free membership at the following URL, davidpacman.com slash free membership. Don't email me about it. Okay, sign up to get a free membership at davidpackman.com slash free membership. I'll see you on the bonus show. Otherwise, we'll be back here tomorrow.